Moncrief on News Talk. Nearly four years ago, the government was to, do, to publish a review of Ireland's legislation on sex works, but it still hasn't seen the light of day. And following yet another delay, the government says it won't be made public until later this year. So why such a huge delay and what needs to be reformed? We're joined by Linda Kavanagh of the Sex Workers Alliance of Ireland. Good afternoon, Linda. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me on. Uh, right. So, because people might know this, but the, the law was changed in 20, 2017 to what's known as the Nordic model. Explain for us what that is. Sure thing. So, um, that the Nordic model is client criminalisation. It criminalises the purchase of sex in Ireland. And um, also what that law did was increase um, penalties on so-called brothel keeping. So, the, the law is written very broadly around brothel keeping. So, if two sex workers share a space, that's considered a brothel. And so, um, as I say, the fines and a jail sentence were added to that in 2017. And built into this law was a review of the law to happen within three years and we are far from 2020 now and we still have not seen that review. Yeah, and in that intervening period, Linda, uh, how much contact have you had uh, uh, with the minister or whoever might be conducting this review? Um, very little. So from the start, we have been asking what the process was, what what way um, engagement with this community was, what it was going to look like. Um, in Then in 2020, uh, there was a public consultation. Um, and then in 2021, we spoke to the independent reviewer, along with some sex workers. And then last year, we got the news that that independent reviewer has stepped back and there's basically been no, no real work done since uh, the conversation we had. And then uh, earlier this week, we found out that the um, Department of Justice are going to finish the review themselves. And that really feels like the, the department is kind of, you know, uh, ex- uh, assessing itself um, and its own laws. And it, it it doesn't feel very ethical, and it, you know, that there may be a conflict of interest for the Department of Justice to be looking at the laws that it uh, imposes and is in charge of. Mm. Now, d- it, it, I as I understand it, many people weren't particularly happy with introducing the Nordic model in the first place. Uh, from your point of view, from the from the point of view of uh, the Sex Workers Alliance, what changes would you like to see in it? We'd like to see full decriminalisation of sex work. Um, that is what sex workers have called for and sex worker-led organisations around the world call for. It means um, taking sex work out of criminal law um, and it means that sex workers can engage with Gardaí on their own terms, um, that they would be uh, allowed to have workers' rights. And it, and it doesn't mean decriminalising trafficking or exploitation. Um, it means that sex workers would have pass to justice and they'll be able to realise their rights in a way that they're really not able to now. Right. No, but at the moment, if a, a, a person a person can't be prosecuted uh, for selling sex, that's, that, that's not illegal. So why can't mm. sex workers engage with the Gardaí at the moment? Um, so because the client is purchased, uh, is criminalised, it creates a criminalised environment. Like as soon as a client steps into a space or a sex worker steps into a space, that space is criminalised. That, you know, criminalised spaces attract criminals. Um, it also means that the sex worker has to make sure that the client, um, who is the source of income, because like I, I 
you know, we have to be real. It's an economic activity. This is why sex workers are doing it. They're doing it for um, because they need money or resources. Um, when uh, they have to make sure that the client feels safe, and that means moving their own safety and uh, security down a list. There's um, a massive distrust in Gardaí um, at the moment in the sex work community. So um, less than 1% of sex workers in Ireland report crimes against them to Gardaí. Um, and then when you compare that to the CS- CSO statistics of the general public, about 85% of them would go to the Gardaí if they were um, the victim of a crime. Mm. So we want to... Um, you know, so it means that sex workers can engage uh, on their own terms with the Gardaí. They're not kind of forced to engage with Gardaí as they are currently under what's, you know, so-called welfare checks and, and uh, that kind of thing, which is really um, what has happened in Ireland is uh, Gardaí will go on to a, um, a sex work website and they'll take um, the number of a sex worker and they'll call up and they'll make an appointment and then when they arrive at the door, the door, they say, oh, actually, I'm a guard. Um, I'm conducting a welfare check. So they're lying to get access to sex workers. And this is not it's not a good way to create trust um, within a community. Mm-hmm. So that's why we want to see um, decriminalisation. And also, I suppose, g- generally, as with most things, like criminalisation breeds stigma and breeds prejudice. And sex workers are very isolated in Ireland. Uh, they're forced to work alone. Um, so there's real uh, impact on their mental health due to this stigma. Uh, plus it also puts them in a very vulnerable position, I would have thought, having to work on your own all the time. 100%. So, you know, we deal with the majority of people that come to us are, are women. If you're talking about women who are um mostly migrants as well and they're working in a cash business and they're forced to work alone to work legally so um this is makes them a target for predators as well yeah yeah and actually on the subject of it being a cash business is Mm. it possible if you're a sex worker you know to set up a bank account and be tax compliant and all that kind of stuff Yes, it is. But um, because of banking regulations, it can become very difficult. And, and um, uh, some in some countries, uh, sex workers, like it's happening in England, sex workers are being uh, kicked out of their bank. It's actually happening here as well. Uh, PayPal and Revolut don't allow sex workers on their platforms. So, you know, you really... Um, you know, a uh, minimum. Look, who who can who can operate these days with without a bank account, like and without access to online financial platforms? But that is what sex workers are forced to do. Mm. Now, in the statement uh, um, uh, that you issued, uh, you said sex workers are questioning whether ideology is prioritised over evidence research. Now, when you say ideology, what ideology do you suspect it is? Well, there's a kind of a dominant narrative in Ireland at the moment that all sex work is gender-based violence and um, that the Nordic model, this this law is positive and is having a positive effect. And it really isn't. Um, we, you know, that if you speak to sex workers, which we do all the time, um, if you will learn that they're not looking for more criminalisation, they're looking for, you know, decriminalisation. And this is a really, you know, built it, as I say, built into this review was, uh, you know, meaningful consultation with sex workers. And we just don't know if that's, we don't think that's happened. And we've had no evidence that that's happened. And sex workers have the right to have a say in the policies that affect their lives. Um, so that's what we're asking for. We're So we're really concerned that 
sex workers' voices are not being heard within this consultation. And it, it has very real world consequences of violence and stigma and prejudice. Mm. And, and uh, uh, what, what would your attitude, because brothel keeping, as you mentioned, that's, that's, that's illegal. W- would you like to see mm. that legalised? Um, yeah, there's, and you know, we're not making this up out of nowhere. Like this, this exists in New, Z- New Zealand and in parts of Australia. And actually, in Belgium last year, they decriminalised uh, sex work, and it, it puts sex work then under like kind of working regulations. It means people can, um, you know, bring their employer to, um, you know, to court over violations. Um, it means they just have much more workers' rights than they do now. At the moment, there's really very little rights realisation for sex workers in Ireland. Mm. Now, the, the, now, I, I suppose we don't know uh, what, what, when this review is eventually published what, mm. what will be in it. Though, though uh, uh, Helen McEntee did say when she was asked about this uh, during the week, she said, it's generally recognised that prostitution is inherently exploitative of vulnerable persons, mainly women and girls, and that many people are forced into prostitution through trafficking, drug addiction, homelessness and poverty. Is, is that a depiction of sex work that you recognise? I mean, it's not entirely, you know, that that is the case in some some ways. It's not, it's, that's um, a very reductive thing. But I think also within that statement, you you hear like things like drug rehabilitation um, and, you know, and the various other uh, issues that she, she mentioned there. Um, there are things that the government can address right now. You know, we don't actually, you know, we we seem to have this habit of of trying to criminalise every social issue in Ireland instead of giving people resources. Like sex workers, like most people in Ireland and uh, most marginalised people need health care, they need adequate housing, they need drug rehabilitation, they need, you know, mental health care, all the things that everyone needs that, really isn't happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in just in terms of, of uh, uh, personal safety, as a bare mm-hmm. minimum, um, uh, how would you depict that situation at the moment? Was it like a year ago a sex worker was murdered? Yeah, we're coming up to a year now. And um, and this is something we warned about. We warned about it during the debates in 2015, 2016. It has happened in every country that the Nordic model has been introduced. It's not making sex workers safer. It is driving the industry underground away from the Gardaí and away from the services that can help people. We, you know, everyone deserves to be safe in their job and we need policies and laws that reflect that. Mm. Now, so when this review is, uh, do you have any faith actually that this review will have anything in it that that you would like to see? No, and I don't, you know, um, because just dealing with, with, with the process as we did, we, we, we really didn't have a lot of faith and we continue not to. And um, yeah, obviously we're very interested and in, because this is the chance for sex workers to get heard within this policy. Um, and, you know, I would like to go into it with good faith and, um, you know, an open mind. But, you know, when you, when you hear statements like the Minister for Justice said, saying it's all inherently exploitative, it's all trafficking, you know, this really leads me to believe that there is going to be very one direction that this review takes. Mm, yes, it, w- it would seem that even though it's kind of uh, it, 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 even though what a sex worker does is 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 now legalized, it still has that taint of illegality mm. about it. Absolutely, there's just so much around it that is criminalized that it might as well be criminalized. Yeah. So, um, 
Would you like to see this review jaunt and, and start all over again? Yes, that's what we're calling for because we just can't, we can't think that it's ethically um, sound at this point. Like the information that we gave um, and we spoke and we, you know, that's that's a couple of years old now. Um, you know, lots lot of ha- has happened since 2020, obviously. Um, and uh, we just, um, the information, so we also know as well, like from, from our interactions with the independent reviewer, the conversations weren't recorded. So the Department of Justice or whoever finishes this review is relying on someone else's notes, which again is not robust like research. This would not be usual in any other kind of research. So for for this and many other reasons, we we we're calling for it to be scrapped and started again. This needs to be robust. It needs to ha- centre the voices of sex workers. Yeah. Uh, one texter says the red light district in Antwerp uh, has a police station and a medical clinic, uh, which I suppose is kind of... Uh, the sort of thing uh, you're talking about. Uh, somebody else says, so would that mean we need to address the issue of why people become sex workers? I mean, sex, you know, people become sex workers for a myriad of reasons. and But the most of it is because they need money or resources. So, mm. you know, we want, I mean, we want to advocate for resources for everyone, including sex workers. So that's people who don't want to be in the industry anymore can leave but we need to be able to replace that income um and yes. that that's what like we so we call for resources um and yeah exactly we have to address the why and the why is not addressed with criminalization linda thanks very much for speaking with us today that was linda Kavanagh there from the sex workers alliance of ireland moncrief weekdays at 2 p.m on news talk